1: Every time you get on the bus and go to the meet, every time you warm up, every time you warm down, everything that we do,
0: you have to do it together. You have to become one.
1: She's got the best time right now this season in the Atlantic 10 in the 100 press at 104.7, over a second better than anybody else right now in the conference. And she's on pace to break that, Tim. It was only just over 31 seconds in the first two laps. And Storalsic turning for home. She looks like she might have pulled her jets just a little bit there. Uh, She went out really fast for a dual meet. And she'll be be close, but it'll, uh, you know, she just wanted to make sure she got out for the win more than anything else. And that she does, a time of 107-21. Second place again goes to the men and women, Megan Nowak. And in third will be Tavis Potter, so it's a one, two, three sweep. The team has come together so well with a tremendous personality and attitude. Um, it, It has been really fun working with this team in the first few weeks but they are really ready to get into a meet. At this time of year, we've been five full weeks, no meets. So they're really excited, especially when we open up at home. So it's going to be a a very good event on Saturday.
0: Welcome to Retirement, Bob. One last hurrah. Here, and welcome to day 52 of the podcast. Hi Bob. It is Friday and we are feeling so great today and we have a really fun guest. We welcome Sharon Harrison to the podcast class of 2001. and it was so much fun to chat with her and hear what life is like in New York City. and we we have a lot of really great memories to share so, she was on the team when um, they uh, placed first place at uh, championships, so it was great to hear from her perspective what that experience was like, and, and 2001 is always so famous to hear because I know that Bob is super proud of finally winning A-10 championships and so It was just a really, really great time to chat with her. So let's go ahead and dive right in. We welcome Sharon from the class of 2001 to the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Sharon. Thank you for having me. Of course. We are here celebrating Bob's retirement, and I'd love to hear some of your favorite memories of him.
1: Um, so one of my first ones, um, was actually freshman year when, um, as I was mentioning about my strokes, I came in thinking I might get lucky and kind of stay with some sprints. And apparently I looked pretty quote unquote, I looked pretty while swimming. And next thing I know, I was being told, Hey, you're going to do the thousand quite a bit. And I kind of was mortified, but said, well, I guess, um, and we were up in Boston for the Terrier Invitational, mm-hmm. and I don't know who it was on the team, but somebody wasn't feeling well and, and was relatively sick, and it was, hey, you're gonna do the mile today. And I kind of was like, oh, I okay. And I told my mother, and my mom laughed, because she's like, we're gonna get to see you swim more in one swim meet than we've watched you swim in most of your life. <laughs> like a 20 minute race give or take Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: instead of these 30 second or less 50s or under minute hundreds I'm swimming for 18 to 20 minutes and they're just watching me lap after lap and I had never been more scared and excited and nervous all at the same time because I was like I don't know how to do this Mm -hmm. but Bob said you're gonna do
0: it so I guess I'm gonna do it yeah and Um, and there is some success there right because can you continue to some distance There was. I mean, I ended up falling
1: in love with it as much as you can fall in love with a mile. Um, Did it quite a few times after that. Um, Learned how to race it different ways because I had never done it before. So my first time was just figure it out as you go. Um, Halfway through, I said to myself, dear God, how many more laps are left? (laughs) But years later it was normal to me to just jump in the pool and do it Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a blast I loved it I learned how to race it in different ways I learned how to have fun with it Um, did a lot of singing and a lot of homework in my head while swimming
0: it Um, what a perfect way to spend time in the pool
1: yeah, I mean, listen, what better way, especially in a meet, to sing, sing to yourself, to entertain yourself, because you're swimming, and even halfway through the freight, race, no offense to our own teammates, y'all got bored watching us, because we <laughs> were swimming for 18 minutes, and that's okay, <laughs> we understand, so you sing to yourself, and then mm-hmm. in practice, you just do a lot of homework, so by the time you get home, you're like, oh, here you go, and you just write all your answers down, because you've been going through it in your head for the last four hours of some practice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I definitely miss that element of swimming, where you were just so engaged, and uh, um. It and it, the time would just go by.
1: Oh yeah, there would be times you'd hit practice and think, "Why?" And mm-hmm. then a couple hours later, you're like, "Oh, I'm in the shower. I'm cooling off. This is great. I'm going home now."
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah, and and you shared a, a fun um little bit about yourself that you lived all four years in Southwest. I did.
1: Um, I ended up in a tower and never left that tower. Um, I got lucky and got a single, so I decided it was just easier to stay on campus. Um. And enjoyed many different kinds of people around me on my floor. Um, Got to know a lot of different athletes from different sports between all the towers and my own tower. Um, And just had fun my last two years by myself, almost like living in my own apartment, but yet not having to pay anything for it.
0: Mm -hmm. And had a perfect location just right next to Boyden. Oh, yes. Rolling out of
1: bed for those, you know, 4.30 a.m. practices was great. You could just kind of shuffle your way over to Boyden in your sweats and, land in the pool and be like oh I only had a 10 minute walk versus some of the people that were either off campus or dear god there was a girl on my team that was like up in Sylvan at the time oh wow and I felt for her because I was like how do you do it how do you get from there to there that early in the morning
0: yeah that is definitely a hike uh coming from over there yeah and um Bob did such a great job with creating a fun atmosphere on the team um how was that during your four years
1: Oh, I mean, we had a blast, lots of different memories that I recall, um, as, as much as it might not sound like fun, he made it fun where even in, um, a 10, you know, 2001, when we were, you know, champions, oh, yeah. I remember going to the meet sick as a dog, like on the bus up there, miserable, um, curled in a ball by myself in a two seater. Cause no one wanted to be near me and we didn't want to put anyone near me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bob having to call my parents just to make sure that they, like everyone knew, oh, yes, I'm okay, and they're trying to feed me orange juice and feed me all this stuff because I don't know if it was the flu or just the stuff, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But for the first couple days leading up to the meet, I was sicker than anything, and Bob still tried to not only, like, take care of me like a dad, but at the same point make it kind of fun considering here I am trying to get into a pool and, and I want to swim, and mm-hmm. he's looking at me like, no, you're not warming up. Like, you're not getting in this pool right now. You're just going to stay in the bed. And... <laughs> i'm like but i have to like i have i have the 200 fly and I have all these races he's like no no like we're just gonna figure this out like here you go and i was allowed to go to the pool but i was bundled up in like clothes and hoodies and things um until finally i convinced him like i need to warm up if i'm going to swim in this which i did swim in the meat i'm like i need Mm -hmm. to kind of get in the pool right Um, but we still tried to have fun with it um as sick as i was and as much orange juice as he shoved down my throat (laughs) which was not fun um (laughs) It, I, I just laughed because we would sit in the back and talk about it. And there were three or four people just laughing with me, trying to keep my spirits up because I was absolutely miserable, mm-hmm. but full well my mind knew, well, we have a swim meet and we're trying to win this championship. So you're going to figure this out. You can die later. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely a, a Bob mentality. We're going to figure it out. And if you need to, you can die later.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. And that's about <laughs> what it felt like too. At the end of that, that whole week of swimming, I, I think I probably did die. Oh um, yeah, but we had fun. I mean, we had a blast, and you know, a lot of laughter because the boys were there. When in that year too, like we just had a blast between the two teams. Mm-hmm. As miserable as I might have felt on the inside, on the outside you weren't showing it because you just kind of would laugh at people and laugh at the things that you know we had built up as a team that year. And here's Bob trying to make jokes of everything just to try to keep your spirits up when you feel like you want to die.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and the the two thousand one. A-10 championship is, like, famous because it's it's the one year that Bob really placed first place with everything.
1: Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a really big year because I ended up winning in both. So it was, like, to come out of the swimming one because the first one that we had won, I missed um, due to some personal stuff, and I couldn't be a part of it officially, like, at the actual meet. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be a part of that one and to then also go there and do it in in an event that I had come to love um, and then watch our team come together the way we did and, and give that to Bob and then months later do the same thing with my track team. I was like, I couldn't have been floating on a higher cloud nine. Mm-hmm. I still have, I mean, 20 years later, almost, it'll be 20 years in May and I still have my watches from both championships.
0: Oh, so, so incredible. <laughs> that is, That is so much fun to hear. And, and any well wishes for his retirement?
1: I mean, Bob has, as much as we have been able to be in communication a lot, because there's everyone's gone through so much in the last 20 years, um, I've watched him from a distance on many of the, the loves and the passions we both have as far as the exercising, the bike riding. Um, you know, he does it through riding bikes, I do it through running, where we raise money for things. Yeah. Um, so I definitely just wish him all the best in doing what he loves when he's with his family the grandkids that are already here and the more that will hopefully come Mm -hmm. and him actually sitting down and maybe watching a meet for fun (laughs) instead of, you know, being stressed on the pool deck with a rolled up program in his hand where he's beating it and looking down at times, just sit in the stands and watch and smile Mm -hmm. and say, that's my legacy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, um, it'll be, it'll be a big shift to go to a meet and, and watch it for fun for him.
1: Yes, and not be on the deck, wandering around aimlessly. He's got to be up in the stands in Boyden, which I don't know. Last time you've ever seen him in the stands in Boyden.
0: Um, yeah, your guess is as best as mine. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been such such a lovely time chatting, and Bob, you were there for us for so many years, and we'll be here for you as you enter in retirement. But thanks for joining us, Sharon. Thank you so much.